0: Welcome to the Son of a Preacher podcast. Please sit back and listen to the thoughts and musings from sermons that were first brought to the pulpit four, five, even six decades ago. I am G.W., and I am the Son of a Preacher. I am so happy to be talking to you all again today. Dad first brought this message to the pulpit January 9th, 1972 topic was even the smart guys. Scripture was from Matthew, the second chapter, first and second verse, and that says, Jesus was born in the town of Bethlehem in the land of Judea during the time when Herod was king. Soon afterwards, some men who studied the stars came from the east to Jerusalem and asked, where is the baby born to be the king of the Jews? We saw a star when it came up in the east, and we have come to worship him. So he's talking about even the smart guys. You know, over time, it's interesting when you look at history and you see just how many ways there are to describe a person who is just smart. You know, you have the smart guys. You have the guys with the big brain. You have the eggheads. You have, and in the Bible, you know, you have the wise men who came from the East. So when you take a look at what might have happened with the wise men who came from the East, well, were they really wiser than everybody else? Well, you got to kind of wonder about that. I mean, obviously, if you're talking about a guy like Einstein or Galileo or, or somebody like that, you know, they are probably smarter than the average guy who walks down the street on two legs. But I have to admit, many times what I've seen in my life is that the people that you think, wow, that is a really smart guy, well, what that really is, is a guy, he's got his act together, but... What they really had was a little bit of ability, but probably not that much more than everybody else. But they were able to be exposed to ideas and thoughts and things that the rest of us probably have not had that exposure. So if we were followed along with them during their life, it would probably be surprising how many of the average Joes walking up and down the street would be thought of as being just a wise man, you know, a smart guy as he walks along anyway many stories have been written about the three wise men who came from the east and they came to worship now i mean they were the magi and they were known originally were thought to be a tribe of priests and later it became a word that that became a a caste a priestly caste so and a caste is a level of society So the Magi believed that a star could be a counterpoint or an angel of a great man. So when you study the Bible and you go back to the Numbers, the book of Numbers, 24th chapter and the 17th verse, and it says, Now I see him, but not now. I behold him, but not nigh. A star shall come forth out of Jacob, and a scepter shall rise out of Israel. So when you look at that, well, we have a reference then. We have two we have a reference of the wise men coming forth and following a star. Now, you also have references made to the treasure that, they were, that were brought by the wise men when they came to find and see Jesus. And they brought in the gold and the frankincense and the myrrh. But what it really was is they brought in the gold, of course, and they brought in fragrant smells, you know, the perfumes and things that would be used in worship. And they brought medicines, and they brought embalming fluids, and things that would be an appropriate gift for a monarch. Now, these men, they were intelligent, right? And it's its well known. I mean, they were called the wise men, so they have to be intelligent. So we can assume that they were. Now, it's not a question, but it's a fact that churches look at people that seem to have great intelligence— as sometimes as being the hardest ones to convince that they should believe in Jesus. And that a student of great intelligence, well, they're going to, you know, through their training, they're being taught to question things. And that makes it a very difficult sale to have them believe in Jesus. But God tells us through his message of redemption that Jesus doesn't think of just one class of people. He thinks of everybody. You know, Jesus grew up in a small town. He grew up in a carpenter shop. His dad was a carpenter. So it's only logical that he learned the trade of being a carpenter. And he learned how, uh, again, with the Lord's help, he learned how to heal. And he learned how to console a broken heart. And he listened to the outcasts of society. And it's hard to look at Jesus's life and say that he was the Lord of one class more than any other. Because Jesus didn't even overlook the Roman soldiers. I mean, even as he was up there on the cross, he was helping with their spiritual needs. Now, it's interesting. When my dad gave this sermon, he, he uh, used this as a time to remember. And now remember, it's 1972, toward the end of the Vietnam War. But he took this time to take a little swipe at the church leaders who were not supporting the U.S. military. Now, of course, in January of 72, I was in my senior year of college, and I was about to go and become a part of the active army upon my graduation in May. So it seems only logical that he would be supportive of the military. Who found the Christ child? Well, originally, the shepherds did. Now, when you take a look at the shepherds, you know that they were not men who lived in cities. I mean, they they lived out in the open with their sheep and they live, and probably a trusty dog out there also. But they lived, they lived pretty rough. And they found their companionship with other shepherds and other people like them. And they were not people that you would expect to find in polite society in the bigger cities. And you really didn't expect them to be in the mainstream of life. But somehow they found the Christ child. And they found him in such a way that they could understand. Now Mary and Joseph, of course, found the will of the Lord working in their lives, and and the Christ Child. Well, uh, you know that that allowed Jesus to have a family to grow up in and to learn the traits of being a carpenter. And it's interesting to me that Mary is oftentimes looked at as simply a young woman engaged to a small town carpenter, no special talents, no special intelligence, no no special work related activities. She just appeared to be an outstanding young lady, engaged to a small-town carpenter. And, you know, that carpenter, Joseph, he couldn't expect to make much money being a carpenter, because as a person working in a trade in a small town, you can only expect to make what the people of the town can afford to pay. And if you take a look at the New Testament, and you look at where they are living in Nazareth, Well, Nazareth was a poor town then, and I would imagine if you went over there, you would find that it probably still is. At least it's not a wealthy town. And so, what news could come out of all that? You know, it seems strange. The stargazers, the wise men, also found the Lord, and they worshipped him also. And you have the humble shepherd, and then you have the wise men. And the wise men were living in totally different circles. They brought gifts of riches and and they were socially prominent. they could move in and out of the palace of Herod freely and they were they were because of this because of this intelligence in the in these circles in which they lived they're hard to reach with the gospel because they were rich and they had the benefits of being high up in society. But when you take a look at what they did, they advised the monarchs now that's pretty interesting because we have been having advisory, advisory committees to our president uh, forever. You know, Franklin Roosevelt had his brain trust. Uh, Jack Kennedy had his young friends who were gathered around him. You know, Nixon had Kissinger and, and his crowd um, as he was going forth and doing this. And, you know, I mean, Kissinger is the guy who first flew to China and kind of opened the door for China just a little bit so that, that Nixon could go over and have that meeting. If you have an interest in that, take a look and, and really look at what China has accomplished in the last 50 years. Really, really impressive. So what we're talking about today, though, is that even the smart guys and the shepherds, the humble shepherds, well, they had their help, you know, from the angelic courses. And Mary and Joseph had the angel of the Lord to explain things. And the wise men had their books. And it told them about a star. And so what does all this really come to prove? Well, it's that through God, all men can find the faith to believe. Let me repeat that. Through God, all men can find the faith to believe. As we look at what's happened in our Congress over the last few months, as they struggle, Pretty clear, we need to keep praying. So please do keep praying for our leaders that they're able to guide this country in a stable and sane manner. May the Lord bless you. Keep you in peace. I do want to ask everyone listening to this today to help spread the word about this podcast. Help me continue to keep my father's work for the Lord alive. Please tell your friends and your church groups about this podcast. Share it on social media. Let people know that these inspirations are available. There's a new book available on Amazon titled Throwing Ink. It was a compilation of inspiration based on Dad's work. It was written by me, G.W. Stark.